0: And welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm Bobby Howard with me today. As always, we've got Jameson Maxwell and Ty Lee. And uh, we're about to do a show that we've done. This is our third time doing it. Uh, It's kind of the bookend of our tier maker um, rankings of OU's position groups. We did this in spring. We did this midway through the season. And now that the season is over, the dust has settled. We're gonna break it down. Uh see how uh team 129 did uh as a unit. Um okay. And uh look, before we get into that though, we gotta ask because Ty, uh as 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 viewers of the show know, uh you finished last in the weekend spread uh and have been dealing with that just atrocious, atrocious mix that Jameson concocted uh to wake as your alarm clock. How has it been so far? And uh, I don't know. Have you started researching twenty twenty four football yet to try to claw out a last door? No, I mean I know what I
1: did wrong this year, and that was uh, the same thing that Joe Cansticklyon continues to do. That's count on Brett Venables to win games. So you know <laughs> we saw what happened there. Uh, but thankfully, we will not be dealing with Dylan Gabriel anymore, who is featured. In in that audio clip, of course. Um, Touchdown, Dylan
0: Gabriel. Yeah,
1: I think I hear it more in in that than I did all season. So uh, certainly more than Oregon fans will. They will learn shortly of uh, of that situation. But yeah, it's it's honestly it's not that bad. It starts out uh, actually very very mellow if you catch it very early on, uh, which is fortunate uh, for it because I don't think they they necessarily thought that through too much making it. So that's. It's a fortunate turn of events. But yeah, it's as I said this morning, I think it's potentially getting worse uh, right now.
2: I'm glad you're somewhat enjoying it, though. It seems like you're finding the positives in it. That's like the first stage of this. You're going to hit a really bad rut here probably next week where it's going to get a lot worse.
0: So what's the worst part? Because I, I feel like the Waluigi stretch would be really bad. But the loop of Dylan Gabriel touchdown or touchdown Dylan Gabriel, not sure which way you hear it, uh, would also be pretty rough, especially as a noted DG kind of hater.
1: Yeah, it, it's certainly not the Waluigi part because that's just like a something that Jamison is just obsessed with. So it's like <laughs> I don't like I have no connection to that. Whatsoever, it's just kind of there, and I just think, of, like, why is Jameson so obsessed with this? Every time he came out of left field, like, I didn't even know he was obsessed the Dylan with Dylan Gabriel touchdown. Uh, because I know it's targeted at me, is it can't help but to take it personally. Whereas, like, 90% of it is just like things that Jameson likes, it's just like the the crazy frog <laughs> and then the Waluigi. It's just like he was, I just see. <laughs> It makes me laugh because I know that he's like, yes, yes, yes. This is wonderful. I've always liked Waluigi's
2: walk. sounds. Um, but then I played Mario Party probably the week before that I made this and it was fresh in my brain. And every time he'd jump up to hit the mm-hmm. <laughs> just... cube, you I just
0: loved it. Oh, incredible. Well, let's get right to it and uh, break down these tears. Um because there's no time like the present. So, uh, Jameson, give the people a rundown mm. of what exactly we're doing, uh, what the tiers mean, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, so for people listening on podcast, not YouTube forum, we have a visual here, and we're on TierMaker's website. Essentially, it'll go from S, A, B, C, and D. If you are a D, that is the lowest rating that we can give you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it stands we for think very, Yeah, we think Dak very tier. lowly. Yeah, well, there, there it is. Um, number one. Um, but that'll be our lowest tier. And then S will be the highest tier. Um, and I'll play a little game with Ty. Since we did the preseason position group, can you name me the two position groups that we thought the lowest of in the preseason in terms of our rankings? Do you remember?
1: As a consensus?
2: Yeah, because we, we went between both of our like opinions, yeah. but we didn't really have a tiebreaker. But I, I don't so really I... remember how it happened. But we had two position groups yeah. in the C group. Do you remember what those two were? I know
1: personally who, what I thought the lowest position group was. I was peer pressured out of saying. I, I will have to probably say one of the lines and then running backs. It did certainly should be running
2: backs. No, right? we, we had running backs at a B. We felt very confident with the Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuck young core moving forward in the preseason. We had hopes for them. Um, it really soured really fast during the regular season. It was one of the lines. Do you know offense or defense? One it of, was D-line. It was no, it yes. was not D-line, it no, was offensive yeah, it was line. It was offensive we were line. right? We did not believe in that group yeah. too much. And then wide receivers, they were tied at the C level. We did not think highly of the wide receivers group like at all. We had some bodies, but we didn't really think we had like a star out there. We were talking, remember the big talking point. The preseason, do we really have a WR1 on this team? That was a huge thing we talked about every single week. And then we finally came to the consensus. Drake Stoops, even though he's a slot guy, can be a wide receiver one. You don't have to be an outside kind of guy. And we showed in this offense, the style that we had, it really helped to have a very good route runner that can get open fast. It was Andrell Anthony until he got hurt, though. Let's be honest, Mm -hmm. in terms of deep ball stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like Drake Stoops, I feel like still for the beginning, like he got hurt a little bit at the beginning of the season and it kind of took him back for a couple games, but he was getting crazy volume. For sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: Speaking of preseason low rankings, uh, Lord King in the uh, in the comments there brought up tight ends. I'm sure we'll have a, an well,
2: interesting
0: discussion about that I tomorrow. wanted to
2: put tight ends at the very bottom in the preseason as well, but Ty's always had a very high... You know, he Rick was
0: enamored with Austin Blake Smith.
2: Spugner. Yes, in the in the club, everyone loved the club, the club man from the, from the spring game.
0: Even though he only had the club in the spring game, he didn't have hey, the club. Maybe that was his problem in the regular season. He Blake lost the club. Smith going to
2: Texas State. You know, anything is possible, baby. <laughs> should double club he's doing anything he can just to get jameson's (laughs) approval (laughs) okay and then so our number our highest ranking position group was safeties i feel like that's a pretty easy one but then let's go to like the the mid like the middle of the season bobby do you remember our lowest group for or our lowest two groups in the middle of the season this one's a lot easier Lowest two groups. Uh, and they were both they were both D tier because we did not have a C tier, but we did have a D bottom tier, and these two groups were there.
0: Well, we don't have a special teams option, so
2: yes, we, I should, we should we should
0: honestly go ahead and make one now uh, if you
2: can. I, uh, have, I, think I, that, I I don't even know if I. Care. They're
0: just they're just already in the D. That's fine. Um, I, I'm gonna go a D line. I think at that point, um and i don't
2: okay wrong Wrong. yeah we had them at a b okay we had the defense line as a b that was right after
0: texas though
2: that was right after texas we were really fresh The date on this was on it says streamed three months ago What's the date on this? I don't know. Three months ago. It was, it was, it was right at, uh, right before the Central Florida game. <laughs> yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. 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 Running backs. Running backs. We're going to back. yes, go running, running backs. backs. was absolutely in the D tier. That is
0: for right. sure. And so then... running backs in the D, and then it would have been...
2: Tight ends, right? Yes, had to absolutely. We had to get Ty on board just a little bit, but I think now that we had me and you against him, he couldn't get tight ends because I the wasn't of... there
0: for the first one. I was in, I was in Florida.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it did it did disappoint you, Ty, to have tight ends at the bottom. But I think you finally caved in a little bit after you realized that Austin Stogner was volume was. I, I will a say, bit st-
1: statistically, they they did clean it up towards the end of the season. They they stat padded. In garbage time, like in, in
2: comparison to what they did to the beginning of the year, I'll give you that.
1: But Still we had poor. a lot of injuries, as we'll get into. We had a lot of, you know, obviously significant mm-hmm. changes on the offense in terms of yeah. early season to late season. Actually, really, really interesting to look at now that I think about it.
2: And so I will, in these rankings, take into account the injuries and i will ding them for injuries and i'm it's not like it's like oh i'm just going to give them an exception of free pass for being hurt you know like i'm still going to ding the wide receivers for andrew anthony missing the season
0: okay so i also want to say this is about 2023 it's not like a pre-2024 20, exactly thing, right mm, so we're, yes. we're and we're we're basically not really grading the alamo ball i don't think
2: oh i'm totally grading no, the Alamo Bowl. no no okay. we should get like data, but
0: all partially day. yeah what but, do you I mean,
2: mean? of course it's a, it's a big part of our season bobby like our opinions yeah. of this team are vastly different after that game but that but that team is drastically different too though That's let's be honest it, though, but we still have okay. opinions okay. of specific players this isn't like obviously if you're talking big picture right and you're like, okay, my view of this team, I'm not gonna put it into a box. What happened to the Alamobile, but position groups and specific players and my opinions of them, absolutely you should take that into account. I I
0: get that, but also like I, th- I feel like the quarterback position is a little tricky because Dylan Gabriel
2: was the quarterback had no part in that six interception game well well, exactly so dylan gabriel therefore he'll have his own ranking but it's got to be weighted in a way yeah Yeah. we also will wait into the fact that jackson arnold even though we thought he was a stellar backup like as his team last year he didn't show up in the biggest moment that he needed to
0: and Mm i i feel like that's going to be an interesting thing to lay out though because like quarterbacks we're weighing it how i feel right now like, I feel differently about it in 24 than I do about it in 23. If I'm looking retroactively, I feel about it one way. If I look at it towards the future, I feel about it a different one. So mm. that's that's interesting. Um, but you're right. The game was played. It was in 2023. Should count. So anyways.
2: Oh, man, Ty, you hear this? He's already trying to eliminate this like it doesn't even count we had to hold them, like, you know, be completely honest here in this situation.
1: I mean, I think, I, I feel like when we get to quarterbacks, if we're considering the bowl game, it uh, will be interesting. I think Bobby and I yeah. will be broadly aligned against you on on expectations.
2: Well, well, this is all Conversely about the twenty twenty three season. So let's, let's go over and let's kind of like recap for everyone listening. I don't have any kind of viewing uh, purposes for this, but uh, for our preseason that Ty and I did, Um, we had no one in our S tier. We did have the safeties as an A. We thought very highly of them in their depth. And then we had a lot of people in the B tier, linebackers, Mm -hmm. quarterback, D-line, cornerbacks, running backs, tight ends. And then we had wide receivers and offensive line. Then moving into Mm -hmm. the middle of the season, remember this is right before the Central Florida game when everything really turned to crap. We had in the S tier two position groups, and that would be quarterback and safeties, two Mm -hmm. S. We thought very, very highly of them. You know, this was in the heat of like Dylan Gabriel Heisman talks. Um, Josh Pate also at one point said that Dylan Gabriel would be at the top of. What, what's the exact wording of that tie? Do you remember? What did he say?
1: Anyone's Heisman conversation or so you know how Pate is.
2: Dylan Gabriel right now
0: is at the top of Mike Heisman. Race.
1: Speaking of Pate, um, interesting, it, the gel man amnesia effect. Is a, is a very interesting thing to, to know about. Imagine if you're reading a newspaper and on the first page is something that you know about, your professional field, and it's just the worst article you've ever read. And then you're like, wow, this is just a terribly written article. And then you turn to the second page of the same newspaper and it's something you don't know anything about. And then you take that as, as a truth. Okay. Completely unrelated. Anyways.
2: Oh, it's crazy how the brain works. So, but like quarterback safeties as an S in A, we this we've thought very highly of the team at this. And in A, we had the linebackers, the cornerbacks, and the wide receivers at an A. That 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 was impressive. That's really, really impressive. That the wide receivers are at an A. I, I don't know if that's gonna hold. At B, we had defensive line, offensive line. Um, and then at C, nobody was there, but then D, tight ends and running backs. So it's not going to be the same as it was obviously in the middle of the season. So let's just go ahead and tackle it and see where we go. And I think we already kind of were talking about it. I think a fun group to already start with would be the quarterbacks because we talked about Jackson Arnold and how much we should weigh that game in the Alamo and recency bias is really strong. But Dylan Gabriel, all jokes aside, I felt like played a really, really good season for what we needed him to do and it obviously did enough for him to land a pretty big nil gig at oregon so um i'm gonna put the quarterbacks at an a because you i think dylan gabriel wasn't quite s whenever we did it in the, in the middle of the season i was a little bit shaky on it if i remember right um but he was still playing very very good for what we needed to but jackson arnold really disappointed us and our our second most important game third most important game i'd say of the season um so you've got to just do a little bit of a ding i just don't think that they're s tier anymore but i would not put them all the way down at b um i think it's an a i gotta say one thing i think we gotta commend
0: ourselves for on uh gabriel and the quarterbacks as a whole is after that gabriel like massive game we gave him props don't get us wrong but we definitely said you know this isn't him all the time this is his best game he'll have lower games where he is is somewhere in the middle and i think our i think that was a very astute way to put that i'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back but also i am uh, <laughs> um because i think he's an a i think an a a is the right place to put it uh i don't think arnold's performance in one exhibition game that really doesn't matter on either side is enough to drag it to a b but i think overall gabriel most of all wasn't You know, I I thought he I thought he did really, really well throughout the season. Um, Not obviously consistently hitting the highs of Texas, um, but consistently being a solid, great quarterback. Yes, Um, I think there'll be moments next year where we really do miss him. I'll say that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I am in agreement with y'all. I think, Wow. You know, like, I, well, I think a minus, but still an a, and I think I would, if, if we really dove into the, the Jackson Arnold thing, I think I would be maybe the highest one on this podcast. I, I almost going out there, what we needed from him in that Alamo bowl. And again, this is going forward, but went out there, you know, made mistakes. It does not really statistically get any worse than the game that he had. And You know, it might be helpful to go out there and get punched in the mouth the first time that he was a you know a true starter in a game and be able to take that forward and and really develop. I would, I I blame that game more on coaching in terms of his development. I'm not this is not a Venable's bit, um, but I I would blame that game a little bit more on on coaching and overall strategy um, and just having someone that was not prepared to be in the position that he was put in. Obviously, you can't help that sometimes, but I, I don't really hate the Alamo Bowl in terms of Jackson Arnold in retrospect. Especially when, if I were to blame one person for us losing as a player, it would be Farouk, who should like be fined at least, you know, for his scholarship back, if not imprisoned. So, oh my god!
2: Well, he got it, probably a probably a little bit of an NIL deal to come back, which is quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> oh my true. god. That's funny.
0: Um, look, I, I'll say this as well. I think this might be a little copium. I don't know. I think a, I know great way to introduce a sentence. Um, look, I think maybe one of the best things for his development was to have a crap game, get it out of the way and have an entire offseason to work on what he can fix.
2: Oh um, yes. Coach speak, speak it into existence, Bobby. But Keep it's on. true.
0: It's true. I mean, look, the game doesn't matter in the end. I mean, it, if We won the Alamo Bowl. We'd forget about it already. I, the folks in, in Arizona already don't care because they their program's been decimated because fish left. Um, yeah. And also, also the my, basketball season started, so it's like I,
1: exactly I like my sport.
0: that true that 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 too. I like my quarterbacks and my players to be a bit hungry. I like I like a little bit of adversity that you have to work with.
2: I like that he has to have that stuck in his crawl all off season. Um, I disagree so. with that. I don't want a quarterback with any kind of thing on their brain. I don't want them seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold was, you know, in that, in like the secondary. I don't think a guy going out there and throwing that many um, interceptions that he did in that kind of performance will be a positive for him. It could be a neutral. He could be like, I'm, you know, I got over it, but I'm going to keep doing me. I I don't see many positives from it to tell you the truth, Bobby. Well,
0: I mean, it depends on what type of guy you are if you're if you're someone who lets that anxiety and that stress you know take over your mindset then yeah that's not good but you know if it's if it's something you can learn from and improve from then that's another thing
2: yeah i it's not like he was going out I, I, there's some learning opportunity i just i think that the negatives may outweigh the positives in that situation but that's like a we already said that we weren't going to really talk too much about Jackson in this situation and I get it it's kind of a wash and from what I get from his competitive attitude I think that it won't faze him and it won't like be seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold you know um, I think he'll be just fine
0: yeah and ultimately we don't know the guy you know it's not Mm -hmm. we we, we are a very much a fan podcast we're not out there you know on the beat talking to these guys we don't really know Um, we're not in that locker room so uh, we're just making educated guesses but you're right. I think that's enough for the quarterback.
2: Yeah. I think, I think Ty, you already talked about Jalo Farouk a little bit. So do you want to start off with the wide receivers group? Yeah, we might as well. All right. Tell me what you think. What you think? Where are you going to put them?
1: I think as a group, and again, we're, we're looking at the season as a whole. Obviously, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks, we went on a sort of dove into a, a little niche thing. But I think season as a whole, if I'm factoring in especially our preseason expectations, I have to lean... I mean, this might be one, I think, where we have a, a deciding vote that might split. I'm going to go ahead and throw my lot in. Rose-colored glasses. I'm going to have to go and throw my lot in with an A. I think it's a tale of two seasons, certainly. You know, pre-Red River and Red River and then everything after that. But... Again, you're going to factor in injuries. I'm, I'm all for that. But I think in retrospect, we saw this receiver room especially start with no clear definitive leader, no clear sort of really structure, if, if that's the appropriate term. We saw that develop. We saw a really good rhythm develop with Anthony, with Stoops, and, and how everything meshed there. And then we saw it evolve when they had challenges thrown their way, like Anthony, You know, new guys coming up, especially towards the end of the season. We saw Nick Anderson really start to emerge and and create something. Obviously, he had his mistakes that I'm very excited for in the future. And then we saw some touchdowns, you know, from some lesser known guys that were able to get bigger, you know, explosive routes here and there as well. So I have to say, in retrospect, I am very comfortable giving the receiver room not a high A, but an A in terms of my vote for their ranking. Farouk specifically, again, this has nothing to do with him. He did not contribute at all. He's probably the deciding factor between them being an S tier. Farouk and, and Gavin Freeman, if you want to count him, has a. I was about to say, you've got a vendetta
2: uh, versus multiple wide receivers. Like, and I'm, you're giving them an Yeah, a?
1: God forbid I use performance on the field to rank the receivers.
2: Well, and my
0: thing is, I, I have them in a B. Um, just frankly, if we're talking front to bottom, you know, we've had, there are successful moments. There are, are high points, you know, Andrew Anthony looked very impressive, uh, in the first half of the year, Drake Stoops, obviously, um, such an impactful player, uh, all around. Uh, but it was just kind of, and, and then of course, like Ty said, Nick Anderson was excellent. It was just kind of inconsistent throughout the season, Um, granted it was a position group that we weren't very high on because it was pretty young, pretty, you know, uh, experimental, but I think Emmett Jones did a really good job of getting it together and look, you know, I am optimistic for the future, but, you know, interested to see what happens with this next round of, uh, you know, uh, off season stuff, portal, etc., uh, to see if anything happens. And of course, Andrew Anthony comes back, uh, off of that injury.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think an A is warranted tie. Uh, To be honest with you, I was in between B and C with this position group, and I know that we had them at A in the midseason. But I feel like a lot of things really kind of changed, and we started to see the ugly side as um the season started to carry on. But it's a B for me. I think C is just being a little bit too pessimistic. I agree with Bobby. We can't, you know, forget about Andrew Anthony coming back. I understand ACL. I believe ACL, right? Um, and him coming back, you hope that he is at like a similar, you know, kind of productivity, but we had expectations to try to find a wide receiver one on the outside. We didn't find that this season definitively. And then you've got to ding them for that, but we got some really good development throughout the season from Nick Anderson to where that is a guy I feel super confident moving into the next season. And also Jaden Gibson was a guy that we almost are ready to throw into the trash in terms of like his hands and his dropping and all of that stuff and he seemed to be a kind of guy that really showed some good moments so obviously with drake stoops being an a to s kind of guy for our team um and Jalil farouk kind of bringing it down i think it's i think it's a b for me right in the middle
1: yeah I'm, i'm comfortable with deciding on a b as a group
2: hmm okay cool bobby what do you got we got two offensive you want to stay on the offense side do you want to go to defense what do you want to do here i'll let you choose uh let's flip sides on this
0: one um let's go with the d-line
2: great let's this is my the favorite line.
0: one go for it this is a this is a fun one this is a spicy one it's d-line's interesting because it had moments you know texas ethan down's marvelous performance but it also had moments where it caused the defense to completely collapse with their lack of pressure a lot of issues we saw um that we saw last year kind of reared their head this year as well um i mean i'm going with like a like a high c is my thought on the d line uh i don't think they were bad you know there are moments where they're closer to a b but ultimately personnel wise they just weren't quite there Um, and for a Venables defense that relies so much on pressure and getting to the quarterback, it just, it didn't cut it. And because of that, I'm going with a C.
2: Yeah. Interior was like solid. They're okay. You know, they did what they needed to do. There's obviously some great moments throughout the season in terms of them plugging the holes to allow Danny Stutzman, Jaron Kanick, you know, to come down and make those great, you know, goal line stops. Um, that was so crucial for our defense. But but huge but, like Bobby said, is the pressure was absolutely embarrassing. At the beginning of the season, we gave it a pass. We gave them a B in our midseason grade because like we think it can get a little bit better. We've still seen some decent things from them, but we're just hoping for more pressure from the outside. We still didn't get that. At the worst part in Oklahoma season this year, we didn't have, like you know, during our stretch of losses, this year, we didn't have a single sack from a defensive lineman. None. That is unacceptable. So that is a C for me. That is not a high C. That is a middle C for me. I will not give them a D because the interior still proved to me that they did good at doing their job. They weren't dominant, but they were formidable. But the edges, they were not good. Not good. So it's a C.
1: Yeah, I I like the the idea of a low C at Jameson. You kind of touched on it. You know, the the interior obviously performed well enough. It's almost, you know, to use the, the analogy that I think we use four or five times an episode on this pod is they were just a little Dutch boy with their finger in the dike. And of course, yeah, they did what they needed to do to prevent, you know, the dike from collapsing. But also the dike never got fixed. The little Dutch boy is still there with his finger in it so uh he, he's getting rather tired of this dike not getting fixed and uh, generating sex so yeah i like
0: i like c tier <laughs> you, know um, you know you can just, you know just say damn right like <laughs> no because no, no 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 they okay, are, different, no, things. No, no. They are they, different they are different they are different they are different i apologize <laughs> Uh but this is not a like, bit to try to say edgy. No, words.
1: I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, correct. I know. Okay. I no,
0: you're right, Ty. That is that is very Generating much the Dutch No, that is very much the Dutch folklore of um it, it is a thing. You're right, you're right. Um, I will say though, Jameson, I think this is a position that like has the has the biggest potential to make a massive jump next year. And maybe that's just because I'm way too optimistic and freshmen like David Stone. But, you know, this recruiting class, if it stays intact, I feel like can really take this up a couple notches. Yeah. quite A, but like a high B if we're feeling really good.
2: I wouldn't note on David Stone being the huge, you know, game changer. He might go out there and make some plays where it's like, oh, wow, man, I really am excited for this kind of guy. I don't think he'll be the guy to, like, change your complete opinion to where this is the highest ceiling. I think really what it lies in is, like, P.J., if we can get PJ yeah. boy out there, that's the guy that you got to talk about because he didn't get nearly enough run near the end of the season, and now there should be a spot for him to take starting next year if he does what he's supposed to this off season. You'll have Ethan Downs on one side. My opinions on Ethan Downs are one thing, but you know, having an Oklahoma guy with the passion that he has, the leadership that he has, I understand his pass rush isn't the best, but it's still it's he's done did, did some decent things for us. PJ can be the guy that we thought he is, you know, that'll be the guy that can unlock, you know, the potential of this pro um, this group next year.
0: And that's the thing about PJ is there were so many times where he was just like this close to making a big sack or a big play. And the quarterback just got it out of, out of his hand, that sort of thing. Like, PJ, I feel like is way closer to being a massive game changing player than people think. So I'm with you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Him and our Mason Thomas. I mean, we've been saying this about our Mason Thomas, but it's been hard for him to stay healthy, but we really, really need them to be big for us next year. Um, but we've said this for the past two years in terms of our pass rush and it's continued to be a problem. So once again, we will talk about it throughout the whole sea off season. And we'll say it in the preseason again, pass rush is so, so important. Um, but I'll go up next, take a new position group, and I'm kind of going with these great, uh, what do you got, Ty? Tell me, tell me. I,
1: I had one quick programming note, sorry. Um, Hans Brinker, the the little Dutch boy from the story, uh, that's in fact an American story, and the author never even went to the Netherlands until after the book was what? very successful, and then she had the money to go, Yes.
2: Yeah, oh my look god. it up.
1: <laughs> it was just That's... written by some American
0: lady who was like, this sounds like a very Dutch story. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Which god. Which is amazing. That's like how the uh the founders of Outback uh, of Outback Steakhouse, one, hadn't been to Australia before they started Outback, and two, haven't been there since. They just watched <laughs> Crocodile Dundee and decided to make a, a restaurant chain after it. So look at us Americans Absolutely. just <laughs> doing great cultural
2: things. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's keep let's keep it up with kind of our smooth transitions because I brought up linebackers. Let's talk about linebackers here. And I feel like this is a really, really hard group to talk about. Really difficult because you talk and we're we also we stated that we're going to talk about Dasan McCola in the cheetah position. And this is correct. That's what we did in the preseason in the midseason. But yeah to be honest with you, the way they ended the season they're more like a safety and or a cornerback because you saw a lot of Kendall Dolby so let's just go ahead and still put him in this category but it was kind of a it's really it's not as clear as it was in the middle of the season of what they will
0: reevaluate we'll reevaluate in spring if we
2: want to keep them there. Yeah yeah but it's like obviously with what McCullough was showing this year he showed a lot of weakness in terms of coverage and which allowed Kendall Dolby to go out there and be one of the most unsung heroes of this football team. I love the way he played, but it showed you how much that this team really hoped to have Justin Harrington be that kind of guy. And we are missing him a lot. Still unlocked Kendall Dolby, but I think the way that this defense is set up for that kind of, you know, we saw it in, what was it? The Jack was the the rush or whatever it was in. Alex Grinch's defense. There's a lot of different kind of defenses that have the type of guys, and they're they're supposed to be playmakers. They're supposed to look good. They're supposed to go out there and be a star because they have so much. You know, they don't really have too much integrity to a certain zone. So I think you know they should look better. And Desomical and not looking better is concerning. And you got to take into account that in terms of grading the linebackers. But I, let's let's kind of focus more on. I know this is very long to Focus more on the inside because. Danny Stutzman at the beginning of the season, obviously an S. The way that the linebackers are playing, no doubt S. Absolutely stellar. Danny Stutzman was hurt at the end of the season. He could not stay healthy and he looked like he was in pain whenever he was playing. He was not quite it. And you have to take that into account. You know, and then also, you know, Jaron Cannick at the end of the season, did he really do much for us in terms of positivity? E. I think he really took a dip that we were hoping that he could be a guy where it'd be him really like the next day. I feel like we really lost a lot from him there. And that also takes into account my grade of their team. Um, With all that said and taking into account the depth of the position group, I still think the linebackers are an A from what they showed at the beginning of the season, how special they were. Like, Danny Stutzman coming back and what he showed this guy could be the best inside linebacker in the country. So I'm not ready to put him at an S because of what they showed near the end of the season, but still, really, really impressive stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm with you because like peak Danny Stutzman was incredible. Uh, Kanik had a couple moments, but ultimately wasn't that great. And Kip Lewis, you know, uh, during that little stretch there, filling in for Stutzman. Um, in Kansas and Oklahoma State really helped, helped things out when they got pretty bad. But as a unit, they fell off against uh, what TCU and um, they they, they had their moments of not looking like that A tier
2: unit. Oh, they were not that near the end of the no. season, they were a C probably those no. last couple games.
0: Yeah, like they they had some poor moments. I'm I'm tempted to put them at a B, but I'm gonna go with an A. Just because I feel like at their height, at the best of the best, they were really, really good. Um, and I will say, as a unit, I'm trying not to let 2024 influence it. But in terms of the talent we have coming back for next year, I'm really optimistic and uh, really excited about that unit. So ultimately, I'm landing on an A.
1: Yeah, when it comes to the linebackers, I think uh, there's two really important considerations that that I think about. One is obviously Danny Stutzman. You can point to his absence as a big factor in both the regular season losses, um, for sure. Obviously, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that went wrong in those that we broke down in our post game pods. But I think without him, you know, you look at this team, or this linebacker group, and and it's a very different group. But you can't just say, oh. You know, exclude him. He he's a piece of it. He's part of the the team. So he's he's a big factor. Has to be acknowledged. But but I think he does skew the the evaluation a little bit because he's such an extreme data point towards the positive. I think inverse to that, you have to factor in the, the D line. I, I mean, I think I really look at that as a consideration. I look at as much as I look at the O line and, and the running backs, sort of as they interplay with each other, as we'll get into shortly. But I think you know, if we're putting the D-line down at C-tier and we're especially highlighting things like their inability to generate really any pressure whatsoever on their own, that you have to factor that into to the linebackers. Linebackers had to cover down on some things that if we even had a, a solid B-tier D-line, they wouldn't necessarily have to. So, so they were definitely task-saturated at certain points. And, and I think you started to see that just the tax of the season uh, on them towards the end of the season so i am pretty comfortable in saying that i believe that the linebacker group with all the considerations everything you guys dove into and i think the linebackers the one we could talk about for a whole podcast but i like him in the a tier
2: okay we haven't had too much disagreement thus far ty you're up what do you want we got tight ends offensive line quarterback cornerbacks safeties and running backs
1: I mean, I, I don't know that we're going to have that much disagreement throughout the pod. I, I would like to, maybe I don't know. Let me see. We're sort of two offense, two defense. Let's. Um, we got
2: three. We got three offense, two defense.
1: That doesn't make sense. We we've done four groups. Oh,
2: I'm talking about remaining. Sorry. Oh, okay. I
1: see. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, oh, we'll just do the backs. We'll we'll jump into the running backs. I think. That oh, good. Right. Woo! Yeah, let's do running backs. And this then is a fun one. Let's maybe tee up O line right after that because they flow into each other.
0: I'm with that. I'm with that.
1: What do you so go? running backs? Uh, we, yeah, don't we don't have an F tier. We don't have an F tier. So D.
0: Here's my thing. I I think the back half justifies a C to me. I I feel like Ga- what Gavin Sawchuk was ever was was able to do on the back end. What Tawi Walker was able to do at times. I think it's enough to salvage it from being in that D position, the last of the last. Um, I, I felt encouraged enough by that back half to not call him D, but like just barely like a, a C minus, you know, they they were flunking at one point, but they got their stuff together and scraped out a C. That's the way I'm looking at it.
2: Yeah, Bobby, I agree. They were like bottom of the bottom of D for the majority of the season. And Gavin Sachuk really tried to ace the final exam. He got like probably, you know, like an 80% on the final exam. Um, not a C, but you got a B on it. And good thing that the final exam was worth a little bit more that I think it bumped him up to a C. But damn, I'm really close to still wanting to give them a D because the beginning of the season, it's crazy. You think about it, right? The beginning of the season is whenever OU fans were happy. And we had high, you know, thoughts. We were talking about Big 12 championships and dare we say it, we were thinking about playoffs and our running backs were pitiful, absolutely pitiful. And we were still performing at a high level despite that. And then as the season went kind of to shit, you know, we still kind of got this, you know, Phoenix from the ashes of Gavin. Sachuk this guy that we needed so much. It wasn't enough, but man, did it make you feel better about this? position group as a whole just because of one guy and tolly walker like yeah he showed some things but still he still wasn't the guy and obviously had the kind of disagreement within the locker room and kind of the suspension not suspension situation that he had um all that to say I think I, I've got to give him a C. I, I can't give the way Gavin Sachuk played at the beginning of the year still a D. I, I think this is a 70% even. Maybe can I give him a 69 and a half and round them up? That's that's really what it is. I, they I got I, the I, miracle
0: I, they got the miracle roundup on the last day, just like refreshing <laughs> uh they really refreshing canva uh canvas or canvas on the last day, trying to see if it got bumped up and they got the bump.
2: Hey Ty, if Gavin Suchak came to you during office hours after his final exam performance, would would you round him up to a C just after everything?
1: If he like, if he were a student athlete,
2: yeah, he came up. He's like, "Hey, I had a really bad beginning of the year, but there are yeah, some factors of, that went if into if it." One of
1: like his representatives came, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Um, it, no, I will say, it, joking aside, the running backs. I think probably our C tier, again, it, this is a, a whole bit, you know, O-line, we've tabled that for a second, but I am convinced to this day, right? I, no one has any evidence to contradict this. I don't have evidence to prove it necessarily, but no one can disprove this. I still think that Jeff Levy does not understand how to actually effectively employ running backs because it took us forever to figure out just who we should be giving the the snaps to. It, it, that was a big, you know, talking point, and it, it's really difficult to evaluate
0: well, this. We, well, we, haven't even, the, we haven't even said the name of our RB1, like Marcus Major for mo- most of the year. We were running but he, yeah, we that's what I'm saying.
2: Marcus Major and RB1 because Javante Barnes and Sawchuck weren't healthy, the guys that we thought we were going to have. And then we had to rely on a walk on to be RB1 for a little bit too. Like, if, it was. If anything How we should be giving them bad. a curve like this should be a solid scene. I I forgot
0: that they were hurt. Yeah, I feel really good about putting No, it in the no, we're not no.
1: Cu- we're not
2: we're not curving. Jameson taken account injuries.
1: Jameson down curved the receivers for getting injured. So Yeah.
2: You take that into account, like the. I still think Saatchuk it's a C, though. Sawchuck yeah, so and Barnes being hurt at the beginning of the year is a negative, not a positive. Yeah. We should not I, I say, actually, like, Oh, give them a free we, pass. We'll, we'll still call Jameson's it. A, right. We'll, we'll call it a seventy, though. I think it's, a seventy is about their right. Job, it's their job. To
1: be durable, I I reaffirm my dissenting vote. They should be D tier. It's their job to not get hurt so I, well, i'm not I'll,
2: gonna lie i've thought about moving him down to d just throughout this conversation because uh, it's just like they were bad for such no. a strong part of it and saw had some like he had here's the thing you know a lot of his big games he had b- some big plays which we really need because we really didn't have any big plays at the end of the year but still like his averages were a little bit skewed in terms of the big plays so i think that, he's still a c though I think yeah. he's still a C. Yeah, but he's yeah, but he's a C. But the whole rest of the season was like e, I thought. Tommy the Walker was good though. Tommy like, Walker. Tommy Walker. Good
0: yeah. Tommy but,
2: Walker. But it, really, like Tommy.
0: Like we we obviously don't talk about the positives in the Kansas game because we lost it. But Tommy Walker was the reason we were like really competitive in that
2: one. Mm-hmm, yeah, but they, the the mm. big picture of this season though, which really sucks is. How quickly we threw Javante Barnes. That is not what
0: I, That is not a quality loss tie. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no.
1: Say
0: it. I, You <laughs> put it, say you it was, put it on the, you put it on you, the bottom and I, we you know are, you're the one who hit that you one. You are right
1: on the cusp of, of a quality loss segment there. No,
0: uh, no, 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 no. I was saying the reason we, I was saying he had a good performance and a bad game. Is that not true? No, because we lost, but that doesn't mean that nobody played well you know what i mean well yeah kansas played well (laughs) it was a game we should have won but it doesn't mean that everybody was bad
1: yeah
2: that's no i I, I,
1: it's (laughs) a team sport i'm in agreement yeah okay 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 okay.
2: brian kelly segment
1: right there yeah final thing
2: it just really sucks not having javante barnes as a guy you think is going to be your future running back we thought so highly of him in the preseason the athleticism numbers oh 40 plus inch vertical great speed and power and he just doesn't have the vision and it's just Mm -hmm. a shame it's really a shame and that sucks um that's that's a big part of my grade wanting to give a d just because i was so excited for this running back room in the preseason i really was because we talked about them having a high ceiling you know this could be the one-two punch javante barnes you know would destroy you with his athleticism and power and then you could get gavin Sachuk with a change of pace and that just it's not the case it really really it, sucks
0: we yeah. thought it was going to be mixing p ryan too
2: but uh, I wouldn't have said that, but it was, well, we wanted something yeah. like that. We wanted the great value mac and cheese, but we didn't get it. Hey,
0: Jameson, as you and I have talked about several times on this podcast, the great value mac and cheese, the
2: uh, Gouda, incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the goat. It, There's it's no the
0: doubt. best mac and cheese on the, it's the best, best box mac and cheese on the market.
2: There's no, no doubt about no, it. I, I, no I, I don't ads. listen to you. I don't listen to you if you're a craft powdered cheese kind of guy. Nuh-uh.
0: No, no, no mm. free ads, but great value. Uh, Gouda-Mac is the best by far. Um, yeah. Offensive one one line thing you remember. Let, yeah. Okay, in, you got it. it. No, nah, I'm. Oh, go ahead. Ty. I
1: was, I was just going to say on the backs. I mean, we, we shouldn't know, right? Like a, our, our leading guy is from Colorado. And then we had two guys from Nevada, all ball, not nowhere states. So I don't know necessarily again, why we're recruiting outside of California, Florida, Texas. In, in Oklahoma, beyond me, but you know, we thought they'd be good guy from Marcus Nevada Manchester playing from football. Yeah, well, <laughs> was he the top one in Oklahoma? No, so
0: Marcus in that flat coin just still <laughs> hilarious to me, still so funny. Uh, yeah, no, let's talk about the O line. Um, and this one, this is why I, I think it. I think next year we should have this conversation before the ball because. I look at the O-line so much worse because of the departures. Uh losing Caden Green, it's hard to it's hard to think about this team now because I'm you know, we're all looking to, towards a future where we don't know what's gonna happen. We lost a lot of guys uh due to you know just eligibility running out, the NFL draft, uh Drinkowitz, you know, tinkering in the background, whatever the hell he's doing. Um that it's hard to be optimistic about this. And Ultimately, it feels like I'm going to go as far as calling it a, like a really high C at its best. I feel like Walter Rouse was great, but he's gone. I thought Rain was solid, but he's gone. Caden Green showed a lot of progress or promise, but he's gone too. And for me, it's really hard to. It's hard to let what happened, you know, in the off season reflect this, because even like you know, the Cape of Tower. It's my optimism is low, but performance wise, it's like, it's a BC to me. Um, So I'm trending C, but I'm going to actively admit that I, I feel like a lot of my negativity about it kind of comes from where I'm looking at the roster and the unit going forward. And
2: that's which is not part of this exercise. I know it's
0: not, I know it's not. So I'm going to, but I also feel like they weren't that great. I'm going yeah. to go see. I'm going to go see.
2: I'm going to go see. What do you think, Ty? I like,
1: I mean, I guess I I like C. I, I'm seeing, I could see B. I mean, I think they were B at a lot of points, and I was higher on the line a uh, certain time. So I think mid-season one, I was trying to give them an A, and, and you all were giving me some pushback. I, I think there is something to be said about O-lines in terms of Oklahoma fans' perspectives. I, I think it's often overlooked and, and skewed a little bit, but I, I think you can look at O lines not to the level that we've had in terms of quarterbacks that skew an OU fans' perspective, especially of sort of our age group at 20s, 30s, you know it, it's kind of all you've known um, your your conscious life or, or maybe even your entire life is that we have quarterbacks who are at the Heisman ceremony, you know basically by default, going back to you know 24, 25 years ago um, to now. So I think O-line much less than quarterbacks, but we've been very spoiled, I think, in in the long run. And that does skew things. I think if you were to look at this line, you know, on the scale of college football, when you had to rank every O-line in D1 football, you know, S through D tier, I think you maybe find OU landing more into the Bs, but I, I guess I'm comfortable with Cs. Again, looking at this season in retrospect, and I think some rose colored glasses as well.
2: Yeah, it's it's a C, and it was not good because our run game, like you mentioned, Ty, and during this episode, you cannot talk about the running backs and offensive line without talking about them together. The offensive line did not do any justice of creating enough holes for our running backs to go out there and succeed. At the end of the year, they started to do some things, and obviously, did Marcus Major and Javante Barnes, at the beginning of the season, do the best job at finding those holes? No, no, that's never been really their strength. But the run grade that's that's a d the way that they run blocked was not there and then kind of dissecting the offensive line the way that we played Caden green was a great great story oh my gosh he played so great as a true freshman getting pegged in at guard like he was like probably the best freshman offensive lineman second best offensive offensive lineman behind like Caden proctor you know in the college football sphere it's Really hard not to take that into account. Obviously, Bobby, throw away all the stuff of him going to Missouri just about this season. Walter Rouse had his ups; he had his downs. Was he healthy? We don't know, but he wasn't always solid. Um, don't even talk to me about Savion Bird. That was an absolute disaster. That's a D. You know that was absolutely embarrassing. That was a, one of our few great guys in tr- in this recruiting class of Bill Beambo of offensive line. That it's another strikeout. You know we talked about Bill Beambo's recruiting in terms of big name guys that he's actually gotten to get here. Like Bray Walker, strikeout, you know, Savion Bird, strikeout. A lot of our highly ranked guys have not been the guys to go out and succeed. That sucked. Losing Savion Bird really, really sucked for us. Um, And he was maybe just not a good offensive lineman to begin with. So, oh, well. Um, Center Andrew Rame had some good moments, like you said, Bobby, but he also snapped the ball at random times. And that sucked. So got to take that into account. McKay Batalier just was there. You know, and then, uh, you know, Tyler Guyton did good things, but made a lot of penalties. It's it's a low C for me. I don't think it's a BC. I think it is a straight up C. Cool, Adam. <clears throat> so
0: we're in consensus there, uh, adding a line to see. Um I guess it's yeah, Jameson, you're up next mm-hmm. with uh, your next position. Who, yeah, who, who should
2: we go next? <laughs> Ty, let's talk about tight ends, and I'm not going to even say anything. D, don't even talk to me. I don't even want to hear about any no, of your. D season. is you cannot
1: say as a group, right? I wasn't going to do a bit on this, but you cannot say as a group that tight ends were our worst. Like tight end, already a very inconsequential position. If we're if we're being honest, you cannot say that the running back room in the offensive line. We're better than the Titans.
2: Yes, we yes, were. Can. We played the Titans almost every single snap absurd. this year and it feels like they're a wasted position. The Titans because group was of our useless. coach. Because of our co- that's well, that's you 100% that to the account. The Titans
1: are not calling the plays. And they're right, not going through the evolution. They're not getting the ball we had a quarterback who we praised all season for looking at more than one receiver for the first time in his like nine year career. <laughs> you cannot expect the tight ends to get targets outside of like design tight end targets.
0: Braden Willis did fine last year.
2: I think got drafted.
1: Uh I'm gonna pull up those stats actually because I don't know that his stats are anywhere off of what Stogner's are this year. So if you guys can fill in the blank just for a second,
2: yeah, go for it.
0: Surely not. Sure, I mean, surely not. No, no, it's a D, and I, I think that's a personnel thing. I, we knew it was an issue entering the season. It turned out to be an issue. I, I, I thought. I, I think any. I optimism... mean, Willis had seven
2: touchdowns in 2022. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't carry it,
0: on. It, any optimism about? The tight end room just comes from the fact that, oh, no, they're like better than being worse than we thought. Like they're not an F and there's
2: no option for an F, Bobby. <laughs> there's no
0: option for an F. But if there was, they wouldn't be an F. I think they'd be a D. um It's it's like they're, they're ex- my expectations for them were so low that, yeah, it's a D, but it's not a C. It's just a D.
2: That's just what they want. Mm-hmm. I think But That's us. fine. Are the numbers not really? Speaking I, I will to you. say
1: no. I was it, it was taking a second to find him. I, I will say Braden Willis had a lot more targets and is pretty average <laughs> because he uh, was good on par with Stogner because he was the first look on plays. That I will again
2: how much they thought. Whatever dissenting vote. Yes.
1: Rank. Okay. Yes. We're gonna. I thought I must have forgotten that that Jeff Levy is, in fact, the genius in everything he says. Sometimes he doesn't say what he should say, but everything he says uh, is apparently to be
2: taken as gospel. All right. Dissenting vote, but... What would you have given them if it was just... A C. Just a C. Okay.
1: like The running back room, you can point to, in the offensive line, you can point to as a reason for this season being so disappointing. Like if if we're gonna factor losing people to transfers and losing people to injuries, you cannot say that the offensive line is almost like like they lost us the Alamo bowl. If you want to point to one position group, I understand, you know, Jackson Arnold, maybe there's an argument. Well, there's a pretty big argument to be made there, but I don't know that I can say that the tight end group as a group ever lost us a game versus other position groups. I can point to that group and say they lost us
0: games. To me, it's like saying that the tight end group, what like wasn't that bad because they weren't called upon, feels very similar to be like, oh yeah, I would have made it pro if I didn't blow out my knee. It's like, you you know what I mean? Like be, the, the the tight end group didn't exist because they weren't good. They didn't have production because they were not good. So I I don't
1: yeah, but again, like you're saying that our coaching staff is just geniuses at judging who's going to produce, and I don't also think that's we true. send out. We send out Gavin Freeman every kick to just do whatever it is that he does. It's not produced. So I don't know, you know, that I can point to the tight end group as a bad thing. I'm fine, like again, dissenting vote, we can move on from it, but Okay.
0: Okay. Well, we're well, not well, gonna reach
1: it because you're not well. gonna get me to agree that they're D tier. That's fine. You don't have to
2: agree with I'll
1: agree that. I'll agree that the Titans are D tier if the running backs are also D tier.
2: But I thought about it. I really did. Um, but I think it'd be a disgrace to put the Titans at the same level as the running backs. Oh, that's, that's what we funny. did in the mid Well, season. yes, because the Titans didn't lose us any games. And
1: I've had class with one of them. He never <laughs> forgot to register for classes, unlike our oh. RB1, which again is just I cannot comprehend how that's possible. As a scholarship football player, because uh, I don't even think you do that yourself. So I'm not even sure if we should blame him for that.
0: Hmm. That was, yeah, some some random, like, I don't know, r- random Alpha Chi screwed up and like, didn't register not, It's it, It's not Marcus Majors. Fault. Marcus Majors. A- <laughs> it's, it's, it's some random alpha fee named like Michaela or something. But who, then he did also one day.
1: He did also then fail a, a different semester. So
2: it's, regardless, he's, he, I, he's, I think a, it was earning not, fleck coin now. I think it was not just a error of why he wasn't in classes. I think that's quite obvious. Hi, what do you want?
0: <laughs> Yes, a strategic error. Quarters are <laughs> safety. Error, right. error. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unspecified injury will be missing. Uh God, it's like Candace's quarterback whenever they play a ranked opponent. He's just Coaches, magically co- injured.
2: Coach, coach's decision did not yeah. enroll. Um uh, let's roll into DNR.
1: Hmm, I, I said we save the safeties for last D&E. Since, we've oh my been, God. So, since we've been so since we've
0: did not resuscitate Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, uh, that's, that's his, mm, that's, that's major's career year. to be fair. Um, <laughs>
1: Wisconsin must not, or Minnesota must not have read that, that wristband he has on, but I, I think save safeties for last because oh. we were so high on them all year. I, I think that'd be a good way to cap it off. I, let's roll into the quarters. That is a uh, possessive for some reason. All of these are possessive. If you're I, watching I that know. video, I know. I know.
2: I know. I know. I we we talked about this in the beginning of the year, and I <laughs> not going go to I That's legitimately graphic design is not my is not my passion. Second, Ten because, second fix I that typed we noticed these, months ago. I typed these in Times New Roman in red font and made tiny little screenshots on Microsoft Word for each position group thing. That's a thousand percent
1: not Times New. Okay, Roman yeah, well then it no, might be Arial. I don't know. Let's I don't roll. remember what it was. <laughs> that it is
0: absolutely Arial. That is a non-serif font uh it is very much air
2: (laughs) whatever it was it's generic font excuse me
0: regardless regardless quarterbacks
2: ty what you got here tell me about woody washington and your thoughts
1: you've been high on woody washington is this my chance is
2: this my chance to get this is your chance
1: here's the thing right the safeties ideally they're like seatbelts we're, we had to use them a lot, right? They're going to fail sometimes. I don't necessarily know the failure rate of seatbelts. We're not going to get sued, you know, <laughs> speculating on something like that uh, for sure. Although if a brand were to sponsor us, uh, we would be willing to say that maybe a, a, a competition brand has inferior seatbelts. Uh, I'm or, 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 or the manner. But it, I, I don't know. I, I feel like... I don't know. Just off the top of my head, you guys have got me in a bad mood, so I, I want to throw them at least in a C. Uh, but I feel like you know, with this group, I'll throw them and it'll just go over their head, and someone else will score. So I don't know. I, I'm uh, I'm gonna abstain. Okay. Abstain. abstain? Okay. <laughs> That's that is totally okay. I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them a B tier. Realistically, I think you know in retrospect, factoring in the rest of the defense that we've now broken down and then factoring in, you know, our preseason expectations. I I don't know that I look at this cornerback room looking at the season as a whole and really have a whole lot that I want to pick at them for. But I also don't have a whole lot, you know, like the linebackers, for example, that I can point to and say, this was such a game, you know, from the entire team. And obviously they had their game. So I think a B tier. I mean, I, putting him with the receivers, um, I think, is a bit odd. Obviously, very different stories to get there. I think the receivers sort of r- roller coastered their way into a B, whereas the cornerbacks, I want to say, kind of snuck themselves in unnoticed, at least on my end.
2: Let us not forget that before UCF that we had the cornerbacks at an A. Let us not forget that. Yeah. We thought very highly of them. We had most um, of the team at an A. <laughs> I think exactly. I think that we cannot talk about the cornerbacks I, unless we talk about the beginning of the season, because that's whenever we'll have all of our talking points. Gentry Williams, the way he was playing at the beginning of the season, was something we were really excited about. We had Woody Washington as a cover corner that was going out there and doing his job, and he was being quiet. We always say that he was very quiet, and we loved it. Gentry Williams, sometimes I've always said this, Ty, you know, sometimes being the cute, the CB2 sometimes better than being the CB1. No, you get a lot no it's not. No. <laughs> that just does not work for quarterbacks at all. That's but, but, not how that but works. More, <laughs> more people throw to him gives him more opportunities to go out there and make no, plays. No, that's entirely dependent. quarterback dependent. I know. I'm, obvi- I'm obviously just messing with you. Um, but he made a lot of plays, wasn't able to stay healthy. in the way that he played at the, beginning, at the end of the year, obviously we didn't have any consistency because we didn't see him too much. You gotta dock him for that. Woody Washington, he was decent and he kind of went a little bit below decent. That's fine. That's totally fine. I think he had a, an okay year. I will put them in as a whole position group, because obviously we had some other guys beyond those two. Like Kenai Walker played decently at the end of the year. Um, I, I Kendall Dolby even played a little bit of cornerback too throughout all of this, which I am a huge fan of Kendall Dolby. I'll give him a B. I'll give them a B. That's that's fine. They're they're not anywhere close to an A. But I I can't throw them at a C because like defensive line has clear clear faults. I was like they're clear faults. Running backs clear faults. Offensive line clear faults. Cornerback, yeah, they 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 were disappointing. But like, am I going to go pick them apart? Not really. And I I feel like a lot of why they
0: struggled was because of scheme uh, and because of defensive line. Yeah. Yeah, pass rush failing. So I can't yeah. blame it. I can't blame them specifically for it. I think they're a B. They weren't like spectacular or overwhelmingly great. I thought they were solid given what they were dealing with, their role in the defense. Um, they were okay. Uh Gentry, this this is a different ranking, I think, if Gentry Williams is healthy. But given that we're dealing with the reality here, uh, they're in they're a B.
2: If Ginger Williams played like he did at the beginning of the season, throughout the whole season, he'd be an A, and there's right. no doubt. That's why that we gave them an A before UCF, but he dropped yeah. off, like, ridiculously. Because like, he couldn't he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, which is a, it's yeah, such yeah, a shame. Yeah. So I, hopefully, right. hopefully next season changes. Uh,
1: I do have to say, I, I did do a quick evaluation criteria. I, I pulled up our, our text and just searched Woody. Uh, cause that's how I can, I can tell if there's been a positive or a negative. And I have four, was different, a lot of games, negative. four different games where he was just absolutely getting cooked uh, including one text where I said, well, 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 if it isn't Jamison's boy, Woody getting cooked for the fifth week in a row. Um, so that's not surprising, but I, so I do, is, that up, is that a C is that a C I'm going to change my vote. I don't think it changed the ranking, but I am going to change my vote to a C tier, Uh, Because of not because of that, but because of something you all said, uh, you mentioned that that they were hurt a little bit uh, by the scheme, which because we use consistent grading criteria, as we've established with the tight ends, is their own fault for not being good enough to get a better scheme. So, um, you know, once again, it's simple. Why don't you just buy a house? Why don't the cornerbacks just get a better scheme? So I will give them C tier. I could
2: I could mean, hear the argument for them at a C, I'm not going to lie. I, I get it. I get it. I just I think overall
0: it's not all on them. If that makes sense. I don't, regardless. I think they're a be. Yeah. Uh
2: right. Safeties, Safety's hit it Bobby.
0: Um it's got to be I'm thinking an A, if not an S. Uh I'm going to go with the A though. Um they were remarkable. Billy Bowman was fantastic of course. Um Peyton Bowen at times just like exuded star potential. Um was incredibly exciting. Um across the field he wasn't just uh, primarily a, a safety, but that is a that is one of our strongest units by far. I don't think they did enough to quite get that S tier. Um but I f- I think they're pretty remarkable, so I'm going to put them at an A.
1: Yeah, I think looking at, I think we may have brought this up in the midseason one, but um, at some point we we discussed maybe S tier is realistically where you're looking at these these individuals or, or these position groups are in the contention for national awards or, or things mm-hmm. of, of that matter.
2: Right? Is that something that we did
1: discuss? Was that
2: a, okay? Absol- yeah. So yeah, that was a yeah. big. Because we talked about it with the quarterback with Dylan mm-hmm. Gabriel, even though we had our faults, this dude was in the to like some people on the top of the Heisman group. So, how could we? I don't know that? about the top, yeah, but he was very no, realistically, some, some, he was very realistic. About yeah, that.
1: no, oh, well, I meant like, I don't know if I even then, I don't think we agreed with that. Like Bobby said, we had a more, yeah,
2: a more nuanced take, yeah, you can't ignore it. But the
1: way that he was fine. very rightfully in the discussion yeah. at that If if you had voted on it at that time, he would have deservingly been at least in the ceremony. I, I think. With that criteria in mind, with the season in mind, I also have to vote A tier for the safeties. They were not you know, national award winning, but I think you know, if you want to look at, oh, were they a top three position group on this team? I'm very comfortable with that. I, I don't think there's any reason to put them below. I mean, certainly they shouldn't be below quarterbacks and, and linebackers, but at the same time, um, I don't know necessarily with our, our mid-season S tier criteria that, that they're up in the S tier. So yeah. i very comfortably, very firm. I would say maybe even one of, maybe even the highest of the A's. Obviously the quarterbacks are very nuanced, very skewed position, but I think I
0: would give him an A plus. They were great. They were great. I will say, I just want to say really quick, Jameson, I think Billy Bowman's an S tier player.
2: Oh, way. I was going to make that Without exact point right now. There's no doubt in my mind. He's an S, you know, But the problem is the rest of the safety group as a whole for the whole season was not an S and they were not an A. You know, I was a big Reggie Pearson believer. In all honesty, this season was a disappointment for him. I was really hoping for more. Key Lawrence, he showed some things, but was it a disappointment? Yes. Peyton Bowen showed some great things at the beginning of the season. But he got hurt. And then the kind of potential, the the happiness that we got from a lot of his aggressiveness and his high football IQ plays, we didn't get to see a lot of that towards the end of the season just due to sheer snap count as well as health. And we talked so much about this safety group being so like they're an S and I don't even want to argue it at that point in the midseason because of the depth. The problem is we started to lose depth near the end of the season, and that made this safety room really struggle to where I could consider saying B. But the one thing that puts me over to get them to an A grade for me is the safeties are not supposed to be a group or position that go out and win you games. They're supposed to save you games a couple of times, but they don't go out and physically win you games. Billy Bowman won us two games, I think, with plays that he made. You know, that, you know, that hit that he did in the Texas game, Richard Tavian Sanders, such a big, big deal. And then obviously his pick six, you know, 99 yards or whatever it was, pick six. Those are plays that you don't expect from a safety. Look at the NFL draft. I always use this as a barometer in terms of how important position groups are. You look at guys like quarterback, you look at defensive ends, edge rushers. Um, those are the guys that get big picked early. Safeties, even the best of the best safeties fall in the draft because you know that in terms of defensive scheme, you can kind of have them not be as as important. Like Derwin James dropped really like to the mid first round. Brian Branch last year dropped a lot. And these are guys that are extremely talented safeties. So whenever you have guys like Billy Bowman going out there and making plays like the way he did this year, that elevates it to an S plus for me, the way he played. And I can't give them anything less than an A just because of Billy Bowman. But for them as a whole, if Billy didn't go out to make those plays, I would consider it be, even though we are so high on them in the middle of the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's fair. Like if you just kind of remove Bowman, that's a B unit, but Bowman. Yeah. And that, it might
2: even, it might've even been a high C at that it, point too,
0: but he was just so remarkable. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you, and you can't play that game because more, you know, more playing time for, you know, Peyton Bowen might change things. You can play the what if game all day long, but the fact of the matter is Billy Bowman was a remarkable player. I I would go as far as to say he's the most underrated player on the roster. Um uh, nationally didn't get the respect he deserved uh at all I think when it comes to awards. And
2: shout out hopefully... Paycom.
0: <laughs> hey look man, I I can't do anything about that. <laughs> uh, been been a, been a year free of them anyways. Uh, don't want to lose any sponsorship with the big green machine because they'll clearly sponsor us. Uh, but good luck with the class action lawsuit. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Billy Bowman's great. Oh, I, I will say the
1: the safeties as a group uh, greatly benefited. And again, I I wish maybe in the off season. I'll I'll have a whole pod that I can dedicate to to breaking this down, but I greatly benefited from being one of the position groups on this team that is very heavily skewed towards people who come from ball nowhere states. If you break down this tier list, which I plan to do uh, in in a little bit and later, safeties, you're tired, two dudes from Texas, a dude from Oklahoma, a dude from Michigan. They won the championship this year, ball nowhere state, uh, and then unfortunately, uh, kind of held us back, but. Uh, bowen is in fact from tennessee which is a ball not nowhere state but uh as a whole very heavily skewed towards ball knower states uh,
0: one of key, yeah key. Uh, yeah sorry yes yes key lawrence, key lawrence is now at old miss by the way
2: everyone's at ball
1: Ole not lawrence. nowhere university i'll tell you that right now uh Ole shout miss out to or tennessee uh, shout out to laramie tunsel um he's he's in the clouds right now he has not passed away he's just uh, smoking weed as he did on draft mm-hmm. night. But anyways, got a
2: big bank though. Um, let's just wrap a bow on this now. Um, kind of going back, um, for our position groups at the end of the season right now, we have the quarterbacks. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say it like this. So right now we picked quarterbacks as an A tier in the preseason Ty and I ranked them as a B in the middle of the season. We had them as an S. So kind of a little bit all over the place um going you know completely down the line linebackers we have an a in the preseason we had them as a b and then in the uh middle of the season we had them as an a so seems like our opinions didn't change too much about them in the middle of the season even though they really did take a drop off but that's probably how high we thought of them in the middle of the season as probably an a plus um moving on safeties were an a in the preseason we had them as an a almost an s and then and the Middle of the season, we had them in an S. I'm going to say this for a really long time. We're going to go through a lot here, so just buckle up, guys. Wide receivers, this is a B in the end of the season. In the preseason, we had them as a C. In the middle of the season, we had them as an A. Uh, was that an overreaction? Probably. Cornerbacks, we had as a B in the postseason. In the preseason, we had them as a B in the middle of the season. We had them as an A. Um, D line was a C in the postseason. In the preseason. We had D-line as a B in the middle of the season. We had them as a B. Um, So they took a dip in their performance at the end of the season. Running backs are a C in the postseason. In the preseason, we thought highly of them at a B. In the middle of the season, we thought they were a D. Um, Then the offensive line, we had them as a C in the postseason. In the preseason, we had them as a C. And in the middle of the season, we had them as a B. And then tight ends the end of the season had them as a D in the middle of the season. Somehow, some way Ty convinced me to put them as a B tier. And then in the middle of the season they went back to where they're no, that was pre
0: pre season B. Mid season what?
2: Yes, preseason was B and the mid season was D.
0: I was gonna say there's no way in hell in October we had them no B no,
2: no Ty convinced me in the preseason. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're just
0: trying to be nice and you didn't have me to back you up.
2: (laughs) There there was nothing
0: There was no data
1: point in the preseason either way. I think
2: though. Ty wanted to say an A for them, if I recall.
0: I did. I, 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 I think a B was a compromise, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I think I think the club hand, you know, might have fooled you all.
2: Yeah. And plus obviously the personal relationship bias that he had was of course, of course, of course.
1: I um, hey, all right. You know what? You guys gave you guys gave certain defensive players a ton of props for generating six points tight ends generated 12 points
2: oh wow (laughs) oh my god crazy but i think looking at that ranking i think that is a solid group is it exceptional no is it a successful group bobby i wouldn't consider it a successful group of football players but everyone else has their different opinions (laughs) oh
0: geez uh no i mean it's the season was what it was. I I don't think it was as bad as I I don't think it was a failure. I don't think it was like an outright failure um, for the context. I think if you want to look at a macro of like what OU football should be, then yeah, I I mean, we don't want to be an Alamo ball program. Nobody does. Or, I mean, maybe some people do. I'm sure, I'm sure Baylor or Kansas would be hype about that. Um, But Ultimately, given context, I don't think it's a failure. I think it's the right step. If we're right back in that same type of situation next year, which it's going to be hard to evaluate with the uh, move to the SEC, um, then yeah, not great. But ultimately, I, I think the unit was a success. I thought they showed growth. I thought they let down themselves at a couple times during the season. But it's college football. It's a game of tight margins. So.
2: That's fair. All right, I think we can kind of wrap up this podcast. Um, Bobby, can I sign us out since I po- hosted this for the majority of it? Uh yes, yes. Which is a right
0: good idea because I, I I'm itching to ask about Nick Saban, and we know we no. Can't. We're gonna go another thirty. We're gonna go another thirty if we talk about Saban and Deboer. So Jameson, uh, unless Ty has anything to say.
1: No, you shouldn't have brought that up. You you can't no, no. say I'm going to talk about Nick Saban. Anyways, Ty, you got anything to say? <laughs> it's just again, that'll be that'll be an off season pod. We might talk about Nick Saban versus OU yeah. history or something.
0: Right. Like that. We we should we should bring on uh, old Boat and Blake just to talk about the mm-hmm. noted yeah. Nick Saban expert. <laughs> well, no, just just to talk about the carousel because it's been it's been a bit wild out there. But yeah. Anyways, Jameson, no, clo- yeah. close us out here. Great job hosting, by the way. This was fun.
2: It was a another job. fun one. Obviously doing tear maker pause. Is it lazy? A little bit, but we love the content. So We could we be did. lazier. We could do more. We could absolutely oh, do we, more. Oh, and we will do more. So buckle oh, up yeah. for off-season content, everybody. Um, we will be talking about other sports. I understand OU was playing a basketball game while we are live. We'll continue to talk about OU and their other sports. We love talking about softball whenever it comes up. So just get buckled up and ready because we're going to talk about all things OU every single week for this off season. But it was a fun one talking about the football team. And this is the Schooner pod. So everyone, thank you for listening. And remember, subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on all of your podcast channels. So this is Schooner pod. Boomer Sooner.